שלום עליכם, שבוע טוב to all of you, listeners of this great station, station of דבר תורה, דברי מוסר, דברי הלכה, and beautiful religious music. This is Rabbi Elbaz from SLC. I'm going to talk about Parashat Noah. The beginning of the parasha, it says, אלה תולדות נוח, נוח איש צדיק תמים היה בדורותיו. The Torah is telling us very clearly, without any hesitation, without any pikpuk, that Noah was a tzadik, he was a righteous man. In fact, it repeats it later on, it says, כי אותך ראיתי לפניי, צדיק לפניי בדור הזה. Very, very, very clearly, השם is telling Noah that you are a צדיק. Yet, there is an opinion in the Gemara, the opinion of a great, highly respected Imura, Rabbi Yohanan, And he says, no, it's really bedorotav. Everything is relative here. Noah was, was, was a tzaddik only relative to his generation. There were all the shayim. So relative to him, he was a tzaddik. However, had he been in the generation of Abraham Avinu, nechshav liklum. It'd be nothing. No importance whatsoever. This is the opinion of Rabbi Yohanan. Question is, first of all, what drove Rabbi Yohanan to go a little bit off from what the Torah is saying? In other words, Rabbi Yohanan has found there is some kind, a slight flaw in the emunah of Noah. What was that? Well, Rashid tells us that. Because it says later on, Vayabu Noah, and Noah came with his children, Vishto and his wife and the wife of his children, all of them came to the Teba, Mipene Mehamabul. Mipene Mehamabul. That means if it was forced, what does that mean? Rashi says like this, Af Noach Miktane Amanahaya. Noach did not have such a great emuna. Uh, something, there was something a little bit wrong. Ma'amin, Veno Ma'amin. He believes, maybe he doesn't believe. That the, the Mabul was coming. And he did not go inside the Teva until he was forced by the amount of water that was fell already. In other words, Hashem told Noah, on this and this day, you shall go into the Teva. That day came. He didn't go in. What happened? Figured, Well, let's see. Maybe there's, nothing's going to happen. So the waters came down. The, the rain started to fall, but it still didn't go in. When the waters came up to his ankle, maybe three, four inches of water, that's a lot of water, then he went in. Then said, oh, now, okay, for sure, that's it. He has to go in. Now, maybe... This is, this is why Rabbi Yochanan said there was some kind of a flaw in his emunah. But perhaps we can interpret it in a different way. There's a general principle 
that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes a Gezerah on a person or a community or a nation, if the Gezerah is a good Gezerah, in other words, for the good of the person or the community, that Gezerah does not change. That's it. If it's for the good, it will happen. However, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu proclaims a Gezerah Ra'ah, Hasbi Shalom, an, an evil decree on a person or a community or a city or whatever, it can change. It can change if the people involved make the Shuvah. They make the Shuvah, it can change. Where do we see this? We see it in the Haftarah of Yonah. Three weeks ago on Shabbat was Yom Kippur in the afternoon. We read the Haftarah of Yonah. Yonah was told by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, go to this town of Nineveh and tell them that the town is going to be destroyed. And he did go. And he told them, and what happened at the end? The town was not destroyed. Why not? What happened? Does that mean, Chasve Shalom, that Yonah was not a true Navi, was not a true prophet? No. There was a Gezerara. However, if the people make Teshuvah, the Gezerah can be resigned. It can be nullified. And that's what happened. Well, why can't we say the same thing here? Why can't we say, oh, you know why Noah did not go into the Teva immediately? Well, because he figured Maybe there's still some time. Maybe some people might make the Shuvah. There was a Gezerah that everybody's going to die. But maybe they'll make the Shuvah. And therefore he waited. Perhaps some other people make the Shuvah. Sure, he was commanded. He was given an order. Go. Period. No. He tried to use his own logic. Maybe there is something here. This is what happened. So why is Rabbi Yochanan still saying that there is a, a slight flaw in his faith to HaKadosh Baruch Well, we can understand this via a story which is told in the Tanakh, not in the storybook, but this is from the Nevi'im itself. It has to do with King Hiskiyahu, Hiskiyahu Melech. King Hezekiah was a tzaddik. Unlike many other kings that we had, who were even of the Awadazara, King Hezekiah was a big tzaddik and he made sure that in his kingdom, everyone knew the halachot of the Torah. Even children knew halachot tahara v'tumah, which is quite, quite difficult. He was a tzaddik. He became sick. He was not an old man. He became sick. Very sick. Comes who? Yishayahu Anavi, The prophet Yishayahu. He comes over to him and he says to him, start writing a will. Uh, he's not going to get out of this sickness. He's going to die. So he says to him, why? She said, Sadiq, you know, you see what I'm doing in my, in my, in my kingdom. Torah. It's all over, spread all over. Hasve shalom, there's no avodah zarah. What's the problem? 
He says you did not fulfill one mitzvah. You did not fulfill the mitzvah of Piriyah Veribya. You did not get married and have children. So King Chizkiyah said to him, Well, I saw Beruah HaKodesh that I'm going to have a child who's going to be a big rasha. There was Menashe, big rasha. So Shayyoh and Nevi says to him, you can't look what's going to be in the future. There is a mitzvah. Hashem said, there's a mitzvah, you have to fulfill the mitzvah. Leave the rest to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Don't start looking around. Don't start making logic. Don't start circumventing or giving reasons why you shouldn't do the mitzvah. You just do it. First of all, what happened then? Of course, he, he prayed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu very intently, Mikirotli boy, poured his heart. The Gezerah was resigned it. And he got married, and of course he did get, like he said in Ruach HaKadosh, he got Menashe, who was a big Rasha. We see from here two things. We see that a Gezerara can be resigned, like you did with him. But at the same time, we see that you don't use logic in the mitzvot. There is a mitzvah, I told him, there's a mitzvah, perurbu. don't look around to see what's happening in the future. Don't use your own logic. The mitzvah is this, you do it. Once you start applying logic in mitzvot and rationalize, then things can be, the, 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 the mitzvot can be so, so, somewhat uh, uh, laxed and uh, uh, people will not do the mitzvot anymore. I mean, there are people who, who can uh, 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 rationalize why he should rob his neighbor. So, oh, he deserves it. No. If stealing is asur, asur. The Nazis in Mahshimah v'zikram, they rationalize, well, look, uh, the Jews are not good for them. That's it. They rationalize. But when we know that a mitzvah is absolute, you can't use any logic to it, it means you can't kill, it means you can't kill. You can't steal, you can't steal. And so on and so forth. And all the mitzvot are the same. This was the problem with Noah. Sure, maybe he had in mind that, well, you know, he wants to accommodate the Ba'ale Teshuvah. But you don't do that. You don't use logic. You don't use your own ways of interpretations of the Mitzvah. Hashem told him, you go in on this and this date. At dawn, he should have taken his family, everybody, walk right in. He didn't. He waited. That was a slight flaw in his emunah. Look at Avraham Avinu, for example. He was told to take his hat to Shechita. Hashem told him, hey, that's it. Akedah. Now, Abraham could have said to Hashem, he could have. Look, you told me. Ki ki kare you told me that Yitzchak is the one that's going to be giving, giving me my offspring. 
I'm going to have the, the old whole Jewish nation from Yitzchak. Now you're telling me, go ahead and take him to Shehida, the slaughter? He didn't say anything. Even on the way, the Satan came and tried to stop him from going. Didn't listen. Hashem said, Vayashkem Abraham Baboke. That's it. Early, the day, designated day, he went right in. That's how, that's how a person should behave when it comes to mitzvot. Let me tell you a, a little short story about this. There was once, in a certain town, there was a drought. Rain didn't fall for a long time. When rain doesn't fall, then there are certain special prayers that, that we say and we do. They're all defined in Masechet Ta'anit. So they did the prayers. There were some synagogues, four synagogues in, in town. Each one did whatever they could. Uh, no rain. So they finally they went to the head rabbi over there. And they asked him, what should we do now? He said, you know what? We have to get all together. When you have a, a whole big tzibur and you pray to Hashem and you have real emunah that Hashem, when you pray to Him, the rains will fall, they will fall. That's great. Except they didn't have one synagogue that can accommodate everybody. So they decided they were going to go to an open field. It's nice. In the summer, it was nice and warm. No problem. Everyone at a designated date and time, they're going to go to a particular area, an open field. And the red rabbi is going to lead them in prayer. So it was. Finally, they invited the, the rabbi to come up and start the, start the prayers. He goes up and he scans the people that were there. There were maybe hundreds of people. He looked around and looked, looked, looked again, maybe for a minute, minute and a half. Then he, he went back to his seat and he said, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. The rabbi, why not? We're all together. We'll come for the prayer. He says, I didn't see one raincoat. I didn't see one umbrella. These people do not really believe that the rain will come. If they did, they'll come with raincoats, with umbrellas. That's how far true Imuna is. Mitzvot are absolute. Noah tried somehow to go around it so it didn't work out. This is this is perhaps the problem that was with his uh, uh, his logic and his way of, of trying to rationalize oh maybe other people will come and make the shua. There are many people do this kind of thing. It's wrong. You know, he said, you know what? Why do I have to go to synagogue to pray there? I'll stay at home, it's better. When it's synagogue, you know, the people, they sometimes they talk, sometimes they, eh, the hazam may be too fast, they can't follow him, they, they, all kinds of reasons. Ah, at home, I can, perfect concentration. 
I got my pace. Meantime, he says at home, the phone rings. Oh, he's in trouble. His wife asks him to do something, calls on him. The kids are screaming. Where's the customer? Where's the governor? Nothing. We don't use that kind of logic. If we're supposed to go to the synagogue to pray with Sibur, then that's what we should do. Every mitzvah. Every mitzvah has to be done as it is described in our Torah, in our Gemara. But we see something else that we learn from here. Rabbi Hanan is saying that had he been in the generation of, uh, of Abraham, it would be nothing. But, but here, in his generation, he was a tzaddik. What prevented him from being a bigger tzaddik? What prevented him is the environment. The environment, the hashpa'ah from the environment. The tremendous hashpa'ah when it comes to the environment. Even though he wanted to be a tzaddik, but the people were so reshaim around him that somehow it worked on him. And you know something? The environment works not only on human beings. It even works on animals. Like we say, it says in the Torah, kol basar et darko Kol basar. Even the animals. Hayot. Because when mankind is depraved, when the mankind is decadent and they go and sin, everything, even animals, the land, everything goes with them. You know, I heard once a little, a little story, perhaps an illustration to this. In Lita, this way back, there was a hospital and the doctors noticed in that hospital Someone comes sick with a certain sickness. Then they heal him from that sickness. Then after he's healed, he goes, he goes, I he catches another sickness. He came with a certain germ that's gone. And now he goes, he goes, I got another germ. Don't believe it. They tried everything they could to sterilize everything. Nothing helped. Finally, they called on some great professors and great doctors from the, the big town. They came, they investigated, and they found out that the walls were made from logs, wood. The wood was taking in the germs. And every now and then, they probably release them also. And people who are sick and weak, they catch that. And that's how, that's how they caught other sicknesses. In fact, it, it happened. It happens here too. In hospitals today, I have known many people that came with a certain sickness and all of a sudden they contracted another, another sickness. Sometimes they get out of it. Sometimes they die because of the next sickness. I know this for a fact. Everything uh, is affected 
by the human being himself. The environment is a tremendous push for the person to become like his neighbors. You know, we said that Yohanan Kohen Gadol was 80 years a Kohen Gadol. He served for 80 years, and you know that when a person is a Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, he goes in, Lifnai Vilifnim, in Makom Kodesh HaKodashim, if the Avodah is not correct, he will not make it for that year. So he was okay for 80 years, but the last year of his life, he became a Tzduki. The last year, because of the tremendous influence from the Tzdukim around him at the time. He became a Tzduki himself. Tzdukim were the people that believed only in Torah Shebikhtav. Only the written law did not believe in the Gemara and the Torah Shebikhtav. He changed. Let me give you another example. Yaakov was told by his mother, Rivka, to go ahead and take the blessing from his father, Yitzchak. Yitzchak wanted to bless Esau. Rivka told Yaakov, no, you go ahead and you take the blessing. Finally, when he got the blessing, Esau, of course, came and Yitzchak told him he gave the blessing already, whatever. So Esau said, Ikrevu yeme evelavi, when his father Yitzchak will die, then he will kill his brother Yaakov. Rivka heard this. Right away she told Yaakov, go away. Go to Lavan. Go. Go to Lavan over there. Ooh. But he knew Lavan. Adam Ra. Ma'asim Ra'im. Lavan was a person that was not just crooked. He was a sinner. Avodazara, everything. Gezel, whatever. So, what did he do? He didn't go straight. He didn't go straight to him. He went to the yeshiva of Shem Va'eve and stayed there for 14 years. For 14 years. To make sure that he's so strong that he will not be influenced by the ways, the evil ways of Lavan. Imagine. Yaakov Avinu at the time that he went to, to, the, to the Yeshiva of Shem was 63 years old. Until 63 he was, the Torah says, Tam Yoshevo Halim. He was learning Torah all the time. He's a person who was learning Torah and then had another 14 years and yet he was afraid. He was afraid perhaps he would learn from his ways, from the ways of Lavan. Uh, Lavan was the Rasha. Yaakov Avinu, the great Sadiq, Titene Metli Yaakov, was afraid. This is why we have to be very careful about our environment. Rabbi take heed of this. Be very careful. Many people that I have known really told them uh, once and again and again, do not send your children to faraway colleges which are frequented mostly by Goyim, 
Oh, I've heard reasonings. Oh, you know what? Oh, my son is different. I, I trust my son. He will do exactly, you know, as he's been taught in his home. Oh, I know my daughter. Oh, and she's not going to follow anything. Oh, not my daughter. Not my daughter. Others say, you know what? Ah, they're old enough already. They can make their own decisions. You know, how can you take someone, take a child, put him in the middle of the ocean and say to him, you know what? Go ahead, swim. Go ahead, take care of yourself. <laughs> it's not going to happen. He's going to drown. When you take a child, even if he's 18 years old, you send to a place, faraway place, mostly Goim. What do you think is going to happen? The hashpa'ah of the environment is so great. What do you think is going to happen? We have to always be connected with the proper environment. You know, let me finish by this mashal. We say on Pesach, we eat matzah shemura. What does that mean, matzah shemura? It's shemura from water. As soon as you cut the stalk of wheat, then it's guarded that it does not get touched with water. Why? Maybe it'll become hametz. You don't want it to happen. If it, if it gets much mixed up with water, who knows? But if that same stalk of wheat that was underground before it was cut, if all the rains in the world will fall on it, there is no chance of it becoming hamid. As long as it is, you're naked. As soon as you, you are connected to the, to the root, which is the earth, nothing will happen. This is why we have to be always connected, either with a synagogue, with a yeshiva, with good neighbors. This is the way to stay always, keep the environment clear, clean. The environment is a great, great temptation for the people. We always have to be together with our friends, our colleagues in the shul, in the Bit Midrash, going to the Tefilot every single day. Be connected with them. Connect to the source. Then you won't become Hamas. Go to Shehore Torah. Go to Tefilot. And Mezat Hashem, you will see that there will be the proper Hashpah. And your children also will have the proper Hashpah. Abutai, just want to finish again by letting you know that this great station, if you can help, please do so. And if you intend to have a simha, look us up at SLC. We have a nicely, beautifully renovated uh, social hall for any simha that you wish. Thank you. Shavuatov.